sign of weakness. Always go for the front. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to be Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolp. I'm your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Uh, glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's Monday, July 15, 2019. Oh. And we're here to talk about, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like we're in bizarro land, but we'll cover all that too. Hope you had a good weekend. I had a great weekend, except one thing. Roger Federer had two match points. And lost the match. I'm a very big fan. Uh, a great match. I hate the rule. I hate the tiebreaker rule for a final at Wimbledon. They changed it because there were some matches going just ridiculously long. Um, but for the final, what they did was they changed it. Instead of the tiebreaker at 6-all, they went to 12-all. I think the tiebreaker should go forever on a final. But the, besides the point, he had every chance to win. Two match points on your serve. And couldn't. Anyway, uh, good on Djokovic. And uh, Simona Halep uh, took uh, Serena Williams and just... Good night. But we're in rarefied air. Be able to watch Serena Williams, Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal uh, continue. I think they have 54 Grand Slams between the three men. 77 Grand Slams between the four of them. And I think she's like 37. Federer's 37. Nadal's 30, he's, he's up there too, anyway. But besides that, it was a good weekend. Uh, we hope you're uh, doing well. Ladies and gentlemen, a uh, few things. If you do not get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryKolpom. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary articles. We post you like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes and our email service. Right there, GaryK.com. It's called ConvictionLeaders.com. One month free. Check it out. That is all. Uh, as always, it's Monday, so we are pre-taping the show in the final hour of the day. It is 3.37 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.37 p.m. in London. I believe it's uh, 3.37 a.m. in Tokyo. Whatever. Uh, and this is a show about everything that's affecting everything, and we're going to cover a little bit of everything today, though we will do a little bit off the beaten path. But first, if you, uh, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market. with proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. As I speak, Dow down three, S&P down two. NASDAQ's up 11, NASDAQ 100 up 21, and the SOX is up 12. But the transport is down 40, and the Russell 2000 and the mid-caps just cannot find a friend. Russell 2000 is down the equivalent of 170 Dow points today. The story of the day? Let's see. Boeing, another thing came up to where it's going to be a few more months out on the 737 max. That's down almost four bucks. Goldman Sachs down almost three bucks. JP Morgan down a buck and three quarters. That's a big buck and three quarters. On the upside, you got McDonald's, Merck, Caterpillar, Apple. Buck and change for each of those. But sticking out early on, the semis. I don't know what the news is, but Fundamentals continue to stink, and the market keeps buying them up. The uh, Sox is up 12. Xilinx up a buck and a half. Texas Instruments up a buck and a half. I think Texas Instruments is a new high. Wow. 
Uh, financials very weak today. Uh, yields coming down a little bit, but very weak. Citigroup reported earnings, and, and it's only down five cents, but JP Morgan's down a buck and three quarters. Goldman Sachs down almost three. That's not good news. But they all report earnings this week. The uh, regional banks, just bearish. Just bearish. I think I got one regional bank that's on my screen that actually has some decent qualities. I think PNC. But after that, just bearish for the regionals. Huh. Uh, also at the top, uh, Symantec. <clears throat> there was a proposed buyout by Broadcom. Uh, they ended the buyout. So the stock was down five and change, which is like 20%. It's only down about 14% right now. You know what they say when there's announced buyout? Take it! Of course, there's now rumors on who's next to be bought out in the software group. But I have no complaints about today. You know why? The same areas that are weak are just really remaining weak, and you just stay away from them. Oils are having a very weak day today. Just stay away from oils. We've been telling you that for like months. There's a lot of S's. Telling you to stay away from financials. Very weak today. Of all stripes. I think American Express, MasterCard, and Visa stick out like sore thumbs on strong financials. We've been telling you to avoid the small caps and mid caps versus the large caps. Another day today, just like that. If that changes, we'll let you know. But continue to underperformance in those areas. Now, th- listen carefully. If you got these ETFs in a portfolio of stuff and you have 10% or 15% in a small cap, it's probably going to have its day. And it's not like it's killing you. It's just not going as well as the large caps. There's no reason why you can't hold. Except if we go into another bearish phase, typically what's lagging will lead to the downside. So just keep that in mind. And also, just a ton of earnings are coming out in the next three weeks. Be prepared for a lot of jello moving on the plate. A ton of jello moving on the plate. And you know what we think about owning something the day before earnings. I know there's pundits on Wall Street that lie to you, blatantly lie and tell you, buy in front of earnings. Like they know what the earnings are going to be and they know how the market's going to react. They don't. They're lying. They're touting. Don't fall into the doofus trap. Karnak the Magnificent would not know how something is going to react to earnings and whether it would gap up or gap down. We do know by history, though, things that are acting well have a better chance of continuing to react well. But that doesn't mean that the strongest stock in the market doesn't drop 20% on an earnings report. And I've seen it before. Too many times. So be prepped, as we have zero interest in ever getting in front of something like that in any way, shape, or form. And we must tell you, if we run into an earnings report and we have no cushion on a stock, that gives us pause and has us having to make a decision. We like to have lots of cushion into earnings reports. We do not tempt fate. We do not believe in good karma when it comes to the market. The market could not care less about you or I and will do whatever it wants to do regardless of what you or I think and regardless of what you or I do. And in many cases, it shoots the middle finger back at you. That's your Mr. Market for you. Oh, by the way, don't forget Jim Rohrbach, the two months free 
of his email service still available for the next week. I think that's my music. Up next, I'll give you the email address and much more. I thank you for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Ed. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Okay, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldwell. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So uh, to get Jim's two months free on his service, email him at jim at rixindex.com. That's Jim at ricksindex.com. I think he's only going to have the two months free for the next week or so. I have to check my info on that, but I'm pretty sure a week and change or something like that. All right, so how do I put this in comedic terms? And there's nothing comedy about it. While the president tweets some interesting let's be nice and call them interesting tweets, on four women in the House who, by the way, can't stand them. Nothing I like about them. It has nothing to do with their race, their creed, their color. It has everything to do with their policies. Uh, They are socialists, if not left of socialism. They are quite anti-Israel. I consider them anti-Semitic against the Jewish state. Uh, I believe they're trying to transform this country into a Cuba-like country. Uh, Again, there's nothing I like about them, and it does not matter to me whether they... I don't care if they're green, blue, yellow, orange. It's all about policy for me. I take on all comers. Uh, So the president took them on, and you know what I've thought about that. So while the president takes them on, and they accuse him of racism, and the media jumps all over him, and the Democrats jump all over him, but never said a freaking word about... Their anti-Semitic statements and their moronic, imbecilic economic policies of we should end airline flying and then they have to roll it back because they look like jackasses. While, while all this stuff on immigration is going on, who, as you know, we don't blame anybody from today. We blame everybody from yesterday the past few presidents, and anybody in politics that have done the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil on immigration. Barack Obama deported three million people in his eight years. Three million people in his eight years. An average of like a thousand people a day Barack Obama deported. Seriously. You wouldn't know that, would you? Because the media wouldn't tell you, would they? Barack Obama kept kids in cages. You wouldn't know that because you weren't told that. Barack Obama separated families. You wouldn't know that because you weren't told that. But now all of a sudden, everybody cares about immigration because of the president. It's the wrong president, so all of a sudden, he is the Antichrist, doing the same policies that Barack Obama did. Oh, but wait a minute. Barack Obama didn't intend to cage children. It just happened. Barack Obama didn't intend to break up families. It just happened. Donald Trump is doing it on purpose. I got news for you. Outcome. I got news for you. Hypocrites. And every time I see one of these people yipping and hawing and him and on Donald Trump on immigration, 
and never said a word about Barack Obama, I look at the TV and I yell out, where were you for eight years? No, I actually do that. I'm quite insane. So just letting you know, the fix was in, is in, and will continue to be in. Remember, for eight years, on this show, while the media gave Barack Obama excuse, good once or twice every couple of weeks, I was yelling and screaming about immigration. Nobody cared. Now they care. Ooh, now they care. I got news for you. They don't give a crap about the immigrants. You know that, right? They care about the immigrants under Donald Trump. You get that? Do you understand this? I have to bring this up because the tides will change. When Trump is passed, somebody else will be in. And watch what happens. It's a scam and it's a con, unfortunately. And the same goes on with our markets and the economy and the stats and the numbers. And all of this intertwines. But I was watching some lefties just whining and complaining about Trump and immigration. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Where were they for eight years with Obama? They weren't. Because they don't care about immigration. They don't care about the immigrants on the border. They never did. They do now. Because it's all occurring under somebody. We don't like him. So just remember that. And while all this is going on, remember the bigger con and the bigger scam. Every day, $3 billion is added to our debt. Every day, $1.5 billion of our tax dollars are going towards interest on all the debt that they have created throughout the years. And nobody in either party gives a crap because they're all culpable. One worse than the next. Some being that some of these people have been in Washington since dollar zero of debt. There have been there are people that have been there for forty years as miserable failures on our treasure, our tax dollars, which are supposed to be used efficiently and effectively and preciously, and nobody cares. Just remember that, because unfortunately, when it all blows up. Who's ever present at the time will get the blame, even though it's in the making, go back to the mid-90s, if not farther. And that's my whining and complaining today on this, the one and only Investor's Edge. Up next, eh, maybe we'll do a little more whining and complaining, I don't know, but we'll do more of the markets and everything else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge. America is talking. Investors Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome again to Investors Edge. Thanks for being with us today. By the way, it sounds like I'm complaining, but I am an interested party. Simple as that. I care just like you do. And I'm of the belief that they have all, all of them, gone awry. I gather the forefathers, if they can move around in their graves, would be rolling over every 15 minutes like one of those things on a spigot, whatever that thing's called, spit, at the fact that this year, this year, government's going to spend, yeah, seven trillion bucks. Seven trillion, what are you talking about? Seven trillion dollars. Federal, state, and local governments 
are going to spend $7 trillion. That's how big government is now. And they do it on purpose. They have prepped for it. They have conned us. $7 trillion. What do we need $7 trillion for from these people? What do they need seven? And they want more. Bernie freaking Karl Marx, Hugo Chavez, Nicolas Maduro, Fidel Castro Sanders wants to take over the world. You know how they say Trump is a fascist? The definition of fascist is Bernie Sanders. He wants to run everything. We'll keep fighting the good fight here, ladies and gentlemen, because as I have told you, I have never been more optimistic about us. I have never been more pessimistic about them because we are no longer checks and balances for them. We have not done our job checking and balancing them. We have enabled them, we have let them, because of the hear no evil, seek no evil on the people's side. Because we have to go about our lives, working to make a living, taking our kids to school, educating, studying, playing, vacationing. How can we be bothered? One day we're going to have to be bothered. There will come a day. I'm stalling a little bit because the market's about to close in about 30 seconds. And, of course, they're bumping up the market a little bit right into the close. Somebody pressed a little button, but, you know, not up much today. Dow up 26, S&P flat, NASDAQ up 14, NASDAQ 100 up 23. Uh, helping out the NASDAQ 100, Amazon up 10. You got Amazon Prime day today and tomorrow, by the way. Do you know they sold 100 million products, Amazon, last year on Prime Day? Do you know... It was like four point something billion dollars. Let me repeat that. Amazon last year on Prime Day, 100 million products. By the way, you can go Google the words Amazon Prime Day statistics and go look at some of the numbers on uh, conversion of buying, how much the average purchase was. Uh, Amazing. I still remember late 90s, early 2000s, CNBC. I don't make fun of them often. But I'm going to do it this time. And I'm not going to name names. They used to make fun of Jeff Bezos because he had this funky laugh. And when he laughed, he, he made this face. They used to make fun of the guy. They used to make fun of the guy. I remember it well. Amazon has a $1 trillion market cap. And probably going higher. They started by selling books. And now everything. I was in Bryant Park Whole Foods Market. At 9.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, a couple of weeks ago, maybe 9, 9.30, was still open. The place was packed. And they're smart. You should see the deals they had if you were a Prime member, which I think costs, I guess, 95 bucks. Am I right? I'm going to look that up as I speak. How much cost for Amazon, if I can see, Prime member? A standard annual annual Amazon Prime membership is 119 a year, but I think it used to be lower than that. Student membership is 59 per year. If you pay by month, 12.99 a month. So I gather they, I think they raised the number because I'm pretty sure it was under 100. But for those people that do Amazon, you save a ton more than 119 dollars. And then they came up with the Alexa and all these other products. 
and the fire stick. And every Jeff Bezos is a one in a zillion. Unbelievable story. And another story is a bunch of Amazon workers are protesting on Amazon Day because they think they should be making more and have better conditions. Even though they have very high, in comparison to so many other places, wage. Of course, that is all relative, but I, I just think it's an amazing story that is not talked about enough. Amazing story. And by the way, that is not a comment on the stock. That is no way, shape, or form a comment on their stock. I, I am just letting you know, I, I just think it's utterly amazing. Rarefied air, if you ask me. Especially, and you don't realize this, you know, there's a lot of complaints. Let's break up Amazon, that moron Elizabeth Warren wants to break up. She keeps, I'm a capitalist. My name's Elizabeth Warren, but I want to tax you more. I want to break up industries left and right, and I want to have Medicare for all. Yeah, you're a capitalist. She wants to break up greatness. It's like breaking up Beyonce and Jay-Z. I get a little cred for that comparison. Not a bad day for growth. Shopify, 14, but range-bound now. Uh, Twilio bounces up three. Trade Desk up four. Not a bad day there. I'll take. We'd love to see. A bunch of days of nothingness. Or pullbacks. Wouldn't mind the market settling down, pulling back, hanging out. And suspect we may get to see a little bit of that. And the other thing. We keep hearing there's an earnings recession. That earnings are going to be bad. Well, for me, let's see what the reactions are. Market just closed. JB Hunt, the trucker, uh, just announced. Closed at 92.60. They missed. It's 89 in the aftermarket. Down three, three and change. If we see a bunch of those, problem. If we see the opposite, good. But we'll only know in reaction. And again, don't jump the proverbial gun. Or you'll end up having sleepless nights. And don't pray. I've tried. It does not work. When it comes to markets. Sentiment-wise, yeah, neutral. I think I hear my music. Just in case, up next, more in the markets, then we're gone. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge. You're listening to... What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investor's edge. With Gary and welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being with us today. Hope you're having a good day. Let me do some repetition today, if you don't mind. Oh, a couple of things. Um, I was asked about American Airlines. L- let me just do some repeating when we talk insiders. Uh, when insiders buy a bunch of stock or a bunch of people buy stock at a company, it does not mean it's going up. But we just still want to know because these are people running the company. Uh, we gave out, we mentioned to you, Continental Resources at 42. Oil Explorer went to 52 before you can say boo. But then it went down to 35 and it's sitting at 38 right now. So the CEO bought a ton of stock on a few occasions is underwater. 
Just keep in mind, oil. I mean, he can't control oil prices. But I'm making a point. Uh, just recently, American Airlines, a bunch bought uh, stock at around uh, 28 29 bucks. It's 33 and change. You know, we'll see what happens. But we do this for, because the best example I can give you, and I, there's many others throughout the years, was back in 15, Steve Wynn bought 100 million bucks of his own stock in the open market after the stock got trashed. The stock had gone from uh, 250 and 14 down to the $50 level in uh, 2015, and he bought $100 million of stock in the $50 to $60 range on, I think, two or three occasions. Stock went back to 200 bucks by 18. That's why we watch. But of course, we combine the buying with how is the stock acting. And we also look at the back test. Has Steve Wynn bought a ton of stock before and was he right? So that's why we mention this stuff. The biggest thing, though, there just hasn't been a lot. World's changed. There used to be a ton of insider buying. We made a lot of money in the 90s. Uh, with insider buying. Remember Comp USA, where insiders averaged up five times? Uh, another company called Genesco. We just don't, don't, it's really started to stop in the 2000s. And it, it's just very rare. And that's why we do mention it, because it's rare. Which kind of gives it a little more meaning. And I think that has to do with options. How wealthy these people are that they don't need to be buying stock. Another big one I remember was uh, Jamie Dimon bought 500,000 shares of uh, J.P. Morgan. That was back, I'll tell you exactly when, um, March of 16, at 53 bucks. I don't know whether he still has the stock, but it's uh, three and a half years later. It's more than double. That's a lot of stock. Another one was uh, Netflix. Big buyer. At uh, 100 bucks in June of 16 or uh, September of 16. Big buyer. Topped out at 400 recently. Again, the reason why. But then there are others. Chesapeake Energy, a ton of buying throughout the years. A ton of buying. At 14, at 12, at 10, at 8, 6. Just recently at 2.5, it's a buck 83. And that's why we combine the watching of stock. And guess what? Natural gas prices have been crushed throughout that time. They made a bad bet on commodities. So we'll tend to give a little less weight on the commodities for obvious reasons. Nobody can control a commodity price. By the way, Jack Dorsey bought $10 million of Twitter back at 16 bucks in July, June of 17. Two years later, it's 39 And that's after dropping from 50 Again, that's why. But again, we have some ammo in that you only want to buy things that are acting well in the market, or if they're not acting well, showing that they're turning the corner. And we look for size. We look for continuation. We look for averaging up. We look for more than one person buying at the company. The more, the merrier. And then we close our eyes, hold our nose, and pray. Which, again, does not work, but, yeah, you know. So if we ever do yap away on this, it's imperative that you do a little bit of homework. 
and hopefully we can find another Wins Resort. 50 to 200. Damn. Fourfold. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.